The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the third chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel this morning is from St. Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1499. Matthew 3, verses 13 through 17. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? And Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. And then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water, and at that moment heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Have you ever misplaced the remote for your TV? Every day. How'd that make you feel? Lost, huh? Maybe panicky. Maybe a little frustrated. Isn't it funny how um, we've become so dependent on things that didn't exist, say, 50 years ago? They didn't exist, or they certainly were not common. My dad always had... uh, a TV remote or two. It was my brother Bill and I. I remember one time when my older brother, the TV remote on the RCA, flipped the channels like that, and you didn't do that. But he did, and my dad was sitting there. It was a Sunday night, and uh, I think it was going to be Wild Kingdom and then... uh, National Geographic, the world of National Geographic. So John, or for, so John, ooh. So Bill goes over there and brrr, and it goes snap. And I could just see the, him just do this. I love my TV remote. Anytime I watch TV, I, I keep it nearby, don't I? If I miss something, I can hit the rewind button on the remote control and my smart TV will let me go back and watch it again. Sometimes I may want to hit the pause button so that I can get up and get a snack or do whatever. And when I come back, I can hit the play button and pick up right where I left off. Isn't that something? 
It's caused me to be kind of a lazy listener because I find myself on the radio in the, you know, in the car going, what, what, what did they say? Today I want to begin our, our lesson by hitting the rewind button, if you will, and going back a few Sundays that uh, we've had previously to, to look at our lessons over the past few weeks. We, we begin our, our lesson by um, hitting the rewind button and we get back to the birth of Jesus. In fact, we learned over the last few weeks that even before Jesus was born, an angel appeared to Joseph and told him that Mary was going to have a son and that they would name him Jesus. And next, the next week, we learned that Joseph and Mary journeyed to Bethlehem and Jesus was born and laid in a manger because there was no room for them anywhere, no room in the inn. And then the next week, we studied about some kings who were searching for the Christ child that had been born so that they could worship him. We also learned that a wicked King Herod wanted to kill the baby Jesus. But an angel helped Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus to escape to safety in Egypt. And so right now, we're going to hit the fast-forward button, and we are going to look ahead and see that Jesus is, and we're going to see Jesus as a grown man. Our lesson today, that Jesus came to Galilee, to the Jordan River, where a man named John was preaching and telling people to confess their sins and to be baptized, a baptism of repentance. And Jesus came to John, and he asked to be baptized. And we know that John was amazed that Jesus would ask to be baptized. And he tried to talk him out of it. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. Why are you coming to me? Jesus answered, it must be done. For we must do all that God requires. And so John agreed, and he baptized Jesus. And after his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the Bible tells us that the heavens were opened and the Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove and settled on him. And then came the voice of God the Father saying, This is my Son, whom I love with him. I am well pleased. Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist because it was important for him to do all that God had sent him to earth to do. Was God pleased with him? Yeah, he was. He said he was. And Jesus demonstrates yet again perfect submission, perfect obedience. Now, there's a lot of confusion over who God is. And I think that we do that on purpose. We, being fleshly men, 
it leaves us room for us to invent the little g God that we want. The one who believes what we believe. And the one who hates who we hate. This God, little g, God, follows the laws we make and only wants us to be happy. Have you heard that? God just wants you to be happy. Sin always tries to create God in our image. Paul, not so subtly, heads this line of thinking off at the pass. Cut it off at the pass, as the saying goes, when he says in Romans 6, verses 1 through 4, which we heard today, dead to sin, alive to God. He says, what shall I say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin live in it? Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too, we too might walk in newness of life. So in the baptism of our Lord, in the baptism of Jesus, we see who God is. Triune. Ever heard somebody say, well, the Trinity's not in the Bible. Oh, contraire, mon frere. We see him as the triune. We hear the Father, we see the Son, and we see the Holy Spirit light upon him like a dove. But if we look closer, if we really look closer, we see more. We see God is more to us than just triune. The epiphany is seeing God at work. The epiphany is seeing him at work. We just got done with a study practicing the presence of the Lord. He's at work with you right now, has been, always was, and always will be. We know him more than just by his name. He reveals himself in action. The Father speaks from on high. The Son is incarnate to fulfill all righteousness, and the Spirit remains with us, in us, and conveys Jesus. God is what he does. God is what he does. So here's some examples, some tangible examples of what the Lord does, who the Lord is, who God is from Psalm 29 today. Did you hear it? Were you listening? It said in verse 4, the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. Don't we know because he said so that he spoke the heavens into existence? The Lord is powerful. It's what he does. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon with his voice. 
He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord, verse 7, flashes forth flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer give birth. And strips the forest bare. And in his temple, all cry glory. The Lord breathes life into you and to me. God does something. God is always doing something. The revelation of the triune God was shown to us through the baptism of Jesus in order to fill all righteousness. Jesus said so. God is what God does. He is what he does. He fulfills all righteousness for us. Listen to this. Jesus climbs down into filthy waters for forgiveness that he doesn't need. Jesus got baptism, got baptized to fulfill what the Father told him to do, but he didn't need forgiveness. But in that water, he assumes our sin and he carries it to Calvary and pins it on a cross. And there the Father is well pleased. Wrath is abated. God's righteous wrath that you and I deserved is abated, paid for, propitiated. And the result is love abounds. The Spirit conveys this Jesus to us in the same waters. In that font right there. You are baptized. Not you were You are baptized. You're walking wet, clothed in Christ, marked by the Spirit. You are baptized not into a small, inconsequential, minute, little itty-bitty, common, trivial, tiny piece of flesh. No, you are more than that in your baptism. What is it, Pastor? You are baptized into the triune God. You are baptized into the triune God who fulfills all righteousness for you. That's a pretty good deal. In the name of Jesus, amen.